So what's just what's in it. that box? You gotta gotta tell me what's not in the box. what I'm looking for. No, I'm just, <laughs> is it, is it for Brad is Pitt's wife's box. head? <laughs> That's a different box. I, I also box. have that box. That box is elsewhere in my house. <laughs> Angelina Jolie, okay, Jolie's it. head's just floating around. Yo, I love, I love. Got it. I love that we just come back at, at, at an undetermined point in the future and we're like, oh, here's season five that never aired. Yeah, I know. I want it so bad. It could just be all the episodes that never aired, actually. That's what I was saying. Five. Yeah, but we should throw in some oh, new okay, shit, that's too. where we are. That's fair. You whole-ass skip season five. Yeah. <laughs> admirable. Yeah. Just it's kind of like that. season five is bad luck in production, apparently. You know how, like, when you get on an elevator and there's no 13th floor? That's that's the season five. Of well, right. But, well, if you look at every TV show ever, right around season five is where they've ran out of ideas and yeah. they're just boring. So we didn't want to risk cancellation, so we yeah. just skipped that shit. And and it's kind of like an excellent idea. Yeah, I feel it was smart. Genius. <laughs> uh, how have you been, man? Oh my god, you guys. Okay, here here's something I realized. So it's been three years and one day since the last time I, uh, the episode I was on aired. Three. That was three years ago. <laughs> Three fucking years! Guys, Jesus. we're, we're uh, not doing this right. the crazy thing <laughs> that it was, like, recorded two months earlier or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I can't remember. You guys explained what happened, but I couldn't remember what it was, but it was I thought it was pretty funny. Um, I don't know exactly what happened. A lot of shit's happened, man. I got the ADHD. <laughs> yeah! You just, oh, you just got on. it? Hold on. Before. I just got it a couple of years ago. They just gave it to me. And it comes with more pills, guys. <laughs> so, so, before we do go any further, uh, yeah. welcome to the show. Uh, I'm Thanks, Alexander buddy. Fulmer. Oh, I'm Chris Yelson. <laughs> and, and this is Alex Smith. This is Alex the Smith. The guy we haven't That's introduced me. yet, who was on the show three years ago, which clearly all of you listening know exactly who he is because you're oh, such diehard fans. So. And his that name's in the title. From three years ago. October 5th, 2016. That's the episode you need. Yeah, that's the one. Spell so about, yeah. spell about so, me. So more pills. Yeah. What else? <laughs> oh, man. It's just... Well, the ADHD thing, like, just threw me for a loop. Like... You didn't, you didn't expect it? Like, how do you get that diagnosis without some kind of knowing... It's... It's a bit of a long story. I'll see if I can shorten it up a little bit. So I went in because everyone thought I had bipolar. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. So they gave me a test, and I failed it. I got, instead, recurring major depression. Um, I can't remember what they said about my, oh, generalized anxiety disorder. Okay. But my psychiatrist said, to, she looked at me and she said, you've got a lot of anxiety. And I was like, oh, oh, okay, yeah, I've got a lot. <laughs> Sorry, uh, Doc, I don't really know then, how to feel about that. I'm kind of anxious when people give me news like that. <laughs> yeah, like, you've got an anxiety disorder too, don't you? You know how it works. Get in there. No. Uh, Would you like more? Anyway, so the test did not even looking for ADHD and found it. Well, that's how bad my ADHD is. Just digging around in there. Just popped up out of nowhere. It was messed up because when I was a kid, you know, my parents thought I had it. Right. Because I did. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's how um, I thought you just got it. I'm in confused. The 80s, <laughs> in the 80s, you had to have a teacher recommend you 
Okay. Apparently. That's what I'm told. Like, don't quote me on this. I'm not a psychiatry. I don't know, man. <laughs> what I've been told, how I fell through the cracks, is that in the 80s, you had to have a teacher recommend you to be tested or say, yeah, I agree he might have ADHD, but I was smart. Right. Right? Because I'm, I'm such a successfully uh, intelligent person. person who uses brains in my work now. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I brain. I brain. Yeah, so I, had, I got the ADHD on a test that wasn't even looking for ADHD, and I started doing research on it. And there's like this list of like 18 bullet point yeah. uh, symptoms. And if you have more than like seven on a regular basis, you probably have ADHD. You guys want to guess how many I have? How, well, how many are oh, there yeah. total? Is it 18? I think there was 18. I think. I'm going to go with 17. Uh, I'm going to say 15 regularly, but the anxiety kicked in about the other three. It was 17. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, this like guy. the only one I don't have is specific to like the opposite end of the uh, smarts equation. You know what I mean? Like if you have an IQ of like 80 or something, like you're noticeably, I don't know what the proper word is anymore. Slow, I guess, is what I'm yeah. thinking. But I don't think you're supposed to say that anymore. There's right. a lot of things. Anyways. They have, uh, and I can't even remember what it was. It may have been lack of an inner monologue. Okay. Which I've got plenty of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The anxiety okay. disorder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's like every day. 99% of the symptoms that you can have, I had them on a daily basis. And it right. kind of crashed my brain Yeah. because I realized how I'd been sabotaging myself and how not having the diagnosis meant that even people who would know how to treat a person with ADHD wouldn't treat me that way because it wasn't, uh, cause they didn't realize, I don't know. I didn't have the they paper. Yeah. 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 Like, like nobody knew, I guess. Uh, so they gave me pills for it. They get put me okay. on stimulant. Um, and it's awesome. It's like, I swear to God, it's like someone gave me fucking superpowers. So, <laughs> so the reason that I was able to guess 17 yeah. is because I have ADHD, <laughs> recurring depressive disorder, <laughs> and recurring anxiety. I have nice. all of the exact same stuff that you have, but they diagnosed all of that for me in elementary school. So I have just been shoving Adderall in my face for years, yeah. and I haven't been on it for a little while. And I've noticed since I'm not on Adderall anymore, I am so non-productive. <laughs> it's really <laughs> weird how that works. I fucking, I don't, like, yeah. the, like, and that's the thing is that like I don't even like the side effects of the Adderall stuff where it's like oh it's like speed and shit yeah. and like oh it makes you like you know real antsy and like gives you all that right. like weird secondary energy and yeah shit. i don't get any of that right. all i get out of well, it that, is, that's how you know yeah it's focus yeah like i'm just like hey this is a thing i'm gonna yeah. fucking do it so so that you you were was that story leading to a larger point <laughs> or was that, was that just your introductory know, start, you asked me what i was doing <laughs> for three years and that's basically it was yeah. dealing with my shit and you know once i gave me the pills i could just sit down and work yeah. You know, like, I, I don't get distracted by video games if I don't want to. Right. I, unless I'm just having a real bad depression day, which I have less of those because that's 
you know, I've got therapy. I'm doing medication for that. Yeah. Um, All healthy. Things. I can usually get some work done. I'm yeah. behind on damn everything right now, but that's because <laughs> but you know this it. new comic went crazy. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That's a big step. Like knowing that I have all these things to do and I'm gonna do them. Yeah. Even though I'm behind is a big difference between before it was like, oh, there's some stuff, but you know, I just got Skyrim again. <laughs> so, so something that I actually noticed that that couples with this, and I don't know what the actual technical term for it is, and and I I have heard it referred to as ataraxia. Um, is the inability to um, basically be preoccupied by worry and other predispositions at the appropriate times. Um, right. so, you, so you kind of compartmentalize differently. And I have that too because of all the, the stuff that we share in common in terms of how our brains are weird. Um, and the weird thing is that what that does to you is things that are super important you cannot prioritize them as things you should be concerned about. Right. So you're like, ah, fuck, man. Like, I might not be able to pay my mortgage. And, like, I don't know. Like, there's parts of my house that are falling apart. But, you know, I'll get to it. Yeah. And then there are other parts where it's like, oh, no, I fucking forgot to buy dog food. Panic! Because your brain doesn't know how to worry correctly. Yeah. So it picks something that, it's, that it sees as not something that should crumble you. Yeah. And then it makes you over hyper focus on it, and you're like, "But dog food is so far away!" Like, and it's just, it's terrible. Where is my dog food? Yeah. So yeah, like, and the, it's having tough. the anxiety on top of it. Yep. Like your anxiety disorder, just or I'm sorry, the ADHD on top of the anxiety, other way around, is the anxiety disorder grabs that idea and just spins it around like a goddamn tornado in your head all day until you get that fucking dog food. Yeah. Right. Or it's, whatever it's, it is that's made you have... Like, we've been working with my kids a lot lately on having re reactions of an appropriate emotional scale. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, anything happens, and it's, like, melodrama. Like, oh, my God! <laughs> Dancing and yelling and just shaking and full-on panic attacks sometimes. It's it's a madhouse yes. for real over here. It's crazy, you guys. But, yeah. but uh, through, like... For the last year or so, I've been drawing like a grown-up adult. I got this new <laughs> I love, comic out. Just, I love it how much of a given that is. Like, you know, like adults draw all the time, so therefore. Yeah, so grown people draw Spider-Man for a living. <laughs> I draw Spider-Man for a living. That's an average workday for 80% of Americans. <laughs> Just sit uh, down and draw a comic book. Yeah, so what have you... We, we, we caught a little preview of something you've been drawing, but is that what what all have you been drawing? Uh, well, I have been consistently working on one of the two pitches we talked about many years back. Yes. One of those uh, kind of fell along the wayside. It got caught up in the image slush pile, and the writer got divorced, and he's sort of in a new love situation right now. And okay. You know, I'm busy with other stuff, but sure. we may come back. That was Hill House, which you guys were super stoked about. And now I'm bummed because it's just not, it never existed. But. I, I know uh, that's feeling then, so fucking well. Yeah. That's why you have two pitches, I, right? Yeah. Well, I had, at one point I had like five. Yeah. And, you know, I had a, a minor, uh, you know, brain issue. So I'm down to like two or three. Anyway, uh, I did uh, a short uh, in a book called Mythpocalypse. It came out okay. early in the summer on Comicology. 
uh, spelled exactly how you'd think, Mythpocalypse. Um, and I do a story about uh, some headless motorcycle riders that steal your soul and shit. <laughs> okay. Well, and then there's another story by another uh, great artist whose name I can never remember. Uh, it's about mazes, minotaurs. Mm-hmm. But not the game Mazes and Minotaurs or the movie, whatever the hell, whichever one it was. Maze Runner. It's like a, New York City is a maze, and there's a monster minotaur in it. It's great. Okay. And then awesome. what I've been working on mostly is this new book, D-Ward, from Keenspot. Keen and uh, it's we were saying to everyone at uh, San Diego when we went, which is part of the story, and we'll come back to it, that it's... Uh, and then my pitch is gone. Stop staring at me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's supernatural meets who uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Okay. So we, yeah, we've got all these demons and uh, this nasty, uh, like a cult type shit. But it all happens in a mental hospital. Right. And the team of demon hunters is the psychiatrist and all his patients. Okay. And one of the nurses, I think is going to be. But you know, and uh, we're going to do four issues and then see where that goes. Uh, issue one came out last week as of the recording okay and uh issue two will be out in december if i can finish drawing it so is that that's what we read right that sounds like what we read (laughs) yes yeah Uh, yeah uh, yeah you saw the the guy uh get murdered in the first five pages and then yeah that's the best way to start a comic book what that what's that that's the best way to start a comic book with somebody getting murdered yeah murder immediate death (laughs) yeah immediate murder like creepy dude like wearing someone else's skin like we don't come out right and say that but i tried to draw it <laughs> he's got all like weird loose bagginess i don't know it's kind of cross we'll talk about it a little, little bit buffalo bill yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. puts the lotion on the skin or else i wear you yeah. and eat a guy yeah. in his apartment it's gonna get the hose yeah and by the hose i mean the hose boys. I, I eat you in your apartment yeah yeah so where yeah where did the, where did the idea come from to do psych hospital demon hunters like that that definitely seems like an amalgamation of a few different thoughts yeah uh it's the story is by uh william parker who i am gonna just call billy for the rest of the interview because that's what i call him and he's the also the colorist on uh, junior high horrors okay i don't know if you guys have seen that which is a fun little book about um all your classic horror movie villains uh your 80s ones so it's got michael myers and jason and freddie and they're like i don't know cute cartoon characters in junior high Okay. And so. they just kind of go through, you know, like basic junior high bullshit. Yeah. Uh, so it's a good little book. It's written by uh, uh, Rob Potchak. Okay. Billy does the colors. Anyway, Billy, who's writing it and doing the coloring and the lettering and basically everything I'm not doing because he's a boss, has had this idea for years since he was a kid. And, um, you know, when he kind of broke in with uh, doing the junior high horrors, he's like, well, I've got this story I've been working on. Let's pitch it, see if I can get Alex on board. And, like, from that point, it was like, he's like, hey, do you want to do this book? And I'm like, yeah, sure, let's do the book. And, you know, we sent out our eight or ten pages or whatever, and I think it was like a week later, uh, I was going to Heroes Con, which I wasn't going to at all. Unprofessional. (laughs) I'm the worst. I'm just... Just... I need to call my fucking agent. How dare you book me on these shows? Yeah, it's fucking. Can I get on the one with the hot wings? (laughs) We got hot wings. Kevin, get the hot wings. Dude, 
Yeah, yeah, we need some some of that. Um, Let me get your address and send you a pizza. We're just smothering hot sauce all over the computer, <laughs> man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's just reacting. Drink it. <laughs> so, so uh, I I noticed something that I and I believe I'm I'm correct about this. It, it seemed pretty obvious to me. I hope I'm not like completely off base. But the the kid who's on the phone in the very beginning, that's the doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Just making sure. Uh, so that, that, like when 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 the book opens up, uh, the uh, he was talking about the the guy dies in the first like five pages. Um, Basically, it's it's a guy who's on the phone with a friend of his talking about a cheat code for a video game, and then they're brothers guy, actually. But the brothers, anyway. okay, yeah, okay. Brothers. I think I, I I knew somebody was a brother to somebody, but I wasn't sure which one because there was another. Yeah, it's not it's first. not explicit in the first issue, but we'll yeah, get there. Okay, so yeah, the, so the guy who dies in the first five pages is on the phone while he's getting murdered. And the person on the other end of the phone is the main character, which is the doctor, which is this guy's little brother. So that's and was like I, 12 at the time. Yeah. And I remember seeing this and, and being like, OK, so this is going to be a nice flashbacky kind of like, you know, there's a deep story here that goes very far into uh, the the idea that like cause and effect. You know, a lot of causality kind of stuff there, which which I always enjoy. Uh, so did you, did, was that kind of like the intent from the beginning for Billy or like, was that kind of a just fell, fallen into? I think, you know, Billy's got themes. And Billy, like us, has had some uh, some struggles with mental health. He's, he's had a, man, ah, I wish he had been able to, to make it because the guy has, had a fascinating life. He was like a, he was a, a bartender and a bouncer, and he's got all these crazy stories. And in the eighties, he was he was a jazzercise instructor. <laughs> yeah, and Billy's like six three and two hundred some odd pounds, and was then too. I mean, he's older, so he's in, not in the shape he was then. But yeah. uh, you play the right song, and you might still get him to do some jazzercise well, for you. He's, uh, he hasn't been doing. He's fascinating, and he's yeah. a great guy. <laughs> Yeah. If he just stuck with it, if that's, he just kept that's it. If he just, yeah, thirty years of jazzercise like it, later, it was like him and a, a dude who looked like he uh, was the third member of Millie Vanilli, and <laughs> they taught Word. jazzercise classes for like two or three years in the late eighties. So, their video? Oh video? man, I don't know if there is. I haven't seen it, and I would love to. I would pay money. I, so. Yeah. Internet, find that thing. I'd host it. <laughs> I would host that on Twitch. Just let it roll on repeat every minute of the day that we're not streaming. Just... <laughs> Here you go, guys. It's for you. You're fucking welcome. So yeah, so, but, so uh, he, he pitched you on it. And yeah, we're, we're we're off and running. Uh, what's what's the process been like so far? It's been kind of a madhouse because, um, you know, we got picked up and then it was just okay. I had decided I wasn't doing any more cons this year. I was going to focus on working. And he like two weeks before Heroes Con, I find out now I'm going to Heroes Con. So we go do Heroes Con. We get uh, a good response. We have a a great time. And while we're at Heroes, the publisher asks if we want to be at the Keenspot booth in San Diego. Okay. And we're like... I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Like, 
Where? Yeah, we I've, went. I've never heard of that place. Well, apparently, <laughs> in California, <laughs> uh, no, it was great. Uh, but it was just a whirlwind. Like, we were trying to, we had the only the 10 pages or whatever yeah. that we had done. And we're trying to hit this deadline and make all these shows. And there were, you know, there were parts he hadn't even written yet. Okay. And, and you know, meanwhile, I've got life happening all around me. And right. as a person with multiple mental situations, as healthy as I get, it's always a nightmare. Yeah. I tell people there's like a leprechaun that follows me around and just gives me like just that much bad luck, but not <laughs> enough to kill me or anything. <laughs> like, because if he killed me, like, it's not fun anymore. <laughs> just all around. Poke me with a stick and shit. So Do you remember the rocks were his shoes. You remember the rocks? Yeah, like as soon as a a car starts breaking down, I'm like, all right, there's two more things at least that are gonna happen on top of this car breaking. And this two hundred dollar expense is gonna be a fifteen hundred dollar expense that I can't yeah. have. And I just try to prepare myself now. Yeah. Uh God, boss, I need one it, sack. Man. I need one sack yeah. full of coins, all heads down. So again, a thing that me and Alex have in common, yeah. which is bad luck. Not, not, not just not no. just all the all the crazy mental stuff and our first name. Yes, but also uh, if you had if you didn't have bad luck, you'd have no luck at all. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, Buddy, you know, it we're comes just the same guy. <laughs> like when I lose random pieces of I don't know something like it, back in the '90s when we all wore those like necklaces with the bullets and shit on them, you know. Yeah. We were so cool. Like, I would lose one riding my bike somewhere, and then a kid at school would be like, hey, man, I found this in the road, and it looked like the one you always wear. Is it yours? And I'd be like, yes. Thank you. And that would ha happens to me all the time. But, you know, then also, one car breaks, the other car breaks, the roof gets blown off the house. Yeah. But, you know, we had a hurricane, and then both cars broke. I'm, I shit you not. And then Ooh. my computer died, my graphics computer. Yeah. Oh. It lasted six whole years and just died. So I spent a week working. I went through four different computers in one week. The first week I was trying to work on issue two. Jesus and then finally, yeah, finally got one, the one I'm using now. Uh, and it's great. I can't do any video games on it. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, but that's not a bad got thing. All the other stuff I need. <laughs> yeah. It's got all the RAMs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like a, so I don't know, a 400 goat team or something in there. It's awesome. <laughs> so many horns. Yeah, such, such rams. They eat uh, in the grass. <laughs> I don't have to mumble. But yeah, like, being a grown-up is hard, guys. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm learning. Uh, I'm like, every day, more and so, more. So We don't have any more money at 40 than we did at 20, either, you know? Like, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, what are our midlife crisis is going to look like? <laughs> You know, I guess I bought a bunch of Legos this year. Yeah, like, I think I think we're all gonna trade in, push, I guess. Oh, trade in our assets for RVs or whatever rolling bed we can afford. I yeah. think that that's the only With way you can houses. go, right? Dude, Alex, my buddy, my buddy sent me this fucking thing the other day, and it, it broke my heart because like it's a thing that was real in a meme, and yeah. it just said 
All it said was the biggest lie that's ever been told. Don't worry, after next week, everything's going to calm down. <laughs> and I have said that <laughs> so many fucking times. And he sent that to me. And he was like, and he sent it to me in a group of people who have heard me say this a hundred times. And everybody just goes, ooh, too soon. <laughs> you just said it next week. And I was just like, it like broke my fucking heart because I was like, I don't like being a doll. It never calms down. I feel like I was real good at being 11 and then it just all went downhill. Yeah. I'm about 11 years old, like just a constant downhill. I was really good at being 19 because when you're 19, you're a total useless shitbag. And I was so useless and so terrible. Man, I nice. crushed. I was so awesome at being worthless. Ooh. Yeah, like Perfect. being a slasher, I mean, Oof. it's harder work than people want to think like people are yelling at you to do shit all the time you gotta endure like, all that aggression and yeah, so no i don't want to no. do that yeah so it was uh the people you care about i assume you've been to san diego before no this was, the first, this was my this first, was the first san time? diego experience it was nuts okay i was gonna ask specifically because i think a lot of people have a, have a pretty good perspective on what it's like to attend san diego as a fan but what is it like to attend yeah. san diego as a professional like how, how do you what is that experience like it it was crazy because i couldn't do any of the stuff you know okay. like i got to see everything yeah but everything distance, is, it's like, like yeah yeah like i could kind of walk around where the people were in line and see what they were waiting to look at over their yeah. shoulders and stuff. Um, but we, we would have, we had a signing schedule. Like if I had just tabled, yeah. like just a regular artist alley table, I might've been able to get up, but those guys were real busy. Like there was yeah. lots of people talking to them. It was like the tiniest little grungiest artist alley you can imagine. Okay. But it's like, it's like, uh, like, like Sanford green and then J Scott Campbell and you know, like big name, big name, big name, big name, big name but it just looks like a flea market artist alley because that's like the least focus of San Diego is the people who make the things that they're celebrating. Yeah. Which is super weird for us as North Carolina con goers. Well, yeah. Where that is like the inverse the opposite. fucking yeah, thing. That's the, the focus. Like that is why you go to the shows yeah. is to yeah, be like, to I the... fucking met Tim yeah, Sale. Yeah, yeah. Like, Look yeah. at my book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he signed it. Like, like, those people were there, but they were a, a very small percentage. Sure. You know, like, where we were, for example, as opposed to that, we were at what you would think of as a as a pretty big booth for a comic company. Like, if you're at Heroes, like, you'll there's that little, like, uh, what's it, Indie Alley or whatever, and yeah. there's, like, uh, I don't know, like, Dynamite set up there, and they got, like, a nine-foot box or something. Mm -hmm. My computer turned off, and it killed my dope lighting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but next to us is like the eight million dollar Marvel, like right next to us, the eight million dollar Marvel booth, or however much they spent on that monstrosity. And then IDW was right next to us on the other side. Yeah. And Dark Horse is right in front of us, and Dark Horse has got like their thing is all spread out like a it's an entire con almost. They were taking pitches like they had board rooms. Wow. In their exhibit. Yeah. Uh, where people were pitching comic ideas. It was really cool. Uh, so does that, does we that had, add to the amount of foot traffic you get, or is that kind of detractive because people are looking for that and don't want to fight through the crowds, or is it helpful because people are there? Um, 
it, it was it was a little of both because there's like a lot of people standing in line like near Marvel especially and Lego was really close to us okay and if their line got long it kind of would push over but the other people who weren't in line they were like oh here's a thing that doesn't have a line uh, yeah and if they stopped and talked to us we were right next to uh, Mario Veitch and uh, he was pimping sister powers okay and like if he didn't get them we got them and then we also had like half a dozen like i don't know gen z kids like handing out the comics and like asking people to come talk to us and stuff yeah so we got i mean we went with i mean thousands i think it was seven or eight thousand copies of our sample book okay and i and i ended up having to leave a little early on sunday i think they said they had 150 left oh wow yeah it was crazy and and we were like everyone we talked to about it really liked it it was just four pages like it doesn't even get to the murder page yeah of our story it's the page right before it um and people were still like oh what happens next and uh this art's really nice and you know whatever um it was great we talked to so many people like i lost my voice yeah uh we had a panel and uh there's only about a dozen folks there but all of them including one of the guys who was just like the tech working the room yeah like the custodian or whatever he yeah. came by and got a comic from us oh wow yeah it was it was really great we had a a, a killer time uh what else you got yeah so <laughs> so on on top I mean, of what chris said so yeah. is is did i answer a question yes yeah you did yeah yeah good so on top of what chris said about like you know, people being, and, and what you said about people being there to see, you know, not the people that are making the content in the books and stuff. So oh, yeah. the, the way that I kind of view this is it's 80% Chris Hemsworth fans, 20% Thor fans kind of deal, right? Like, is that what it's kind of <laughs> like? Like, is, is that um, the feeling? I would say... It's a, I think it's a, it, there's a lot more crossover there than you think there is. Okay. Yeah. You know, like, like when we were coming up, that was, there wasn't a lot of crossover there. Right. But with the kids, like the Gen Z kids especially, like, you know, I was giving them a hard time a minute ago, but they like the movies, and the movies have gotten them to actually want to read all the comics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah like um, one of our helpers, I kind of just adopted as my own kid and was, like, showing them how to, you know, how I draw things and... But we follow each other on Instagram and chat every now and then. I, you know, I get in touch with a lot of people I met there. But, um, you know, these these kids are a little, and they're real into physical media. Did you guys know that? That makes sense. I didn't know the, that. That that I can totally. Yeah, say. I know. Gen-Z I know it's kids, been a big thing with like uh, floppies, photography, and like the Polaroid cameras coming back again for the twelfth yeah. time since they died. And I, I know that that's been kind of but a big they, thing. Yeah, I mean, they they, they like records. They like cassette tapes. They like, I mean, just any any kind of physical media that is not made anymore. They're like super into it. Everything uh, retro. Yeah, I don't, I don't even re- think that's, it's not one I saw coming. I don't think it's retro like, necessarily. I, I think part of it is the fact that, like, you know, now we're in a world where everything's yeah. digital and you can have everything. So if there's something that you really like, like you don't have a comic book collection, you have your 20 favorite comics that you read online and then sought out to buy. It's kind of that's kind of my yeah. You've got time. your subscription to. Like Marvel Unlimited, right? So I feel like, um, with that being said, I think it, it, it kind of breeds that culture of like, 
it forces people to understand that if you want a thing to continue, you have to give direct support. Because, like, everyone can just go online and just get all this well, fucking I, media. Well, I, I, I don't like, know. I, I think that that may be part of it, because I, I definitely think that the idea of, like, you know, Patreon and those sorts of things are definitely more uh, native to younger people now. But I, I don't even think there's that much thought that goes into it. I think it's an extension of the same thing with the millennials and vinyl records, where it's like, you know, okay, well, I have any music that I want to listen to, so if I'm going to spend money on something, I want this big piece of art that I can hang on my wall that says The Refused, as opposed to, you know, pay ten dollars for a cd just to listen to you know it's yeah i do think it's weird because like everything has gone to towards this digital media and everything which is which is interesting because it, it kind of it's more quote-unquote efficient for everything but i think that also breeds kind of that culture of like people want collectibles again and people want you know to be able to have physical things just because you don't have to you don't have to have physical things, so it kind of shows an extra level of interest. Right. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, that, that's what makes it more yeah. special is because it's 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 a physical copy of it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. So yeah, that's cool. Pick the thing up. You take it home. And, I mean, you can buy comics for 50 cents still. Especially, yeah. like, if you're buying 10 or more issues of a comic, you know, easy. Uh, there's a lot like Disneyland, honestly, guys. Because um, it, it's, a, it's a line... And you gotta wait forty five minutes an hour sometimes to you know, like go see the Legos and yeah. <laughs> I've got three hours between signings. I gotta eat. I, and, I mean like you walk you can't even walk through the place. Yeah. There's so many freaking people. <laughs> gotta find some food, gotta get back. Yeah. I was, I was gonna make that I killed joke. Alex. What did I say? I was gonna make the joke when you said like I couldn't like go stand in other lines, I could see what other people were doing. Like I was gonna say, is yeah, it kinda yeah. like going to Disneyland? And watching everyone else stand in line to ride the rides, and you're just going to the food kiosks <laughs> and just watching everybody yeah. else ride rides as you just eat your shitty hot dog. They don't want to talk to you. <laughs> like they don't want to talk to you. Like while they're waiting in line to see a thing, like, oh, hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> I, watching you guys stand in line. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> just at this booth, watching you guys spend. An hour of your day waiting to spend yeah. 20 seconds of your day doing a thing. So, uh, so you did the signing. Were the signings for the new book or, or just kind of like a general? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we were, uh, because there was, um, all right, so there's six sides on the booth, and then one side of the booth was just like comics and a guy sell, uh, like, you know, selling all the Keen Spot titles and stuff, all their, you know, their weird Trump books and their weird AOC book and, you know, all the books they have. It's a really, that's right. I forgot. Uh, it's a shockingly broad variety of titles <laughs> from TeamSpot. I don't know if you guys have been to the website or not. Uh, anyway, so there was uh, there were seven stories in the sampler. Yeah. And uh, but there were only like six of us uh, from the creative teams at okay. there. Like one team couldn't make it, so there were like two of us on each side. Like it was I was there and and uh, Billy was uh, next to me on my left. But Rob Potchak was right next to him because they worked together uh, on Junior High Horrors. And there's me and Billy for D-Ward. And then Mario was to my right. And then two more teams on the other side. So people could pick up the sampler and then walk around and talk to all of the creators, get them to sign the book. And the, the kids would, like, sort of shuffle over. So they started at one creator and then, like, made a circle so that the last thing they did was walk past the buy all the comics part, you know? Yeah. It was it was uh, real smart. Yeah. Um, so we we you know we'd sign it and everybody would be like uh, 
So if it was my cover, because there was uh, different covers, there were seven variant covers on it. They'd like save my favorite spot for me to sign when somebody came by. It was uh, you know, we had a good time. Uh, nice. That's pretty and, cool. Uh, yeah. So you're doing that. You said they had more shows lined up for you after that, or? Uh, no, we did Heroes beforehand. Okay. Okay. Um, and I and I had not originally planned to go because the year in uh, was uh, yeah 2018. Yeah. I made 13 bucks. I remember. And my auction piece. I don't know if I told you guys this story. My auction piece sold for 350 dollars. Oh. None of which came to me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was. Uh, wow. The piece had been in my book for a long time. It was a drawing of Wonder Woman with the crossed arms yeah. and uh i sold a print based on it for a while but nobody seemed to give a shit uh but yeah like not only did it sell for 350 bucks like it, they sold it in the main auction not the sunday auction which i, I was used to i didn't i wasn't even there <laughs> i saw it you're like i'm not even gonna get to see this thing sold anyway i saw it <laughs> go yeah I, the guy didn't even or the person the individual who bought it i have no clue didn't even come get me to sign it or talk to me or anything oh wow that's weird I, yeah, okay. it had my business card like stuck to the back of it too. Yeah, dude, that actually. Now, to be fair, I have bought a piece at the Heroes auction, and I bought a piece from a person I never fucking heard of in my life, and it yeah. took me like two months to track her down. And I just sent oh, her a you... Facebook message. I was like, "Hey, I bought this piece," <laughs> and she was like, "Oh fuck, I was wondering who got that." <laughs> yeah, I uh, there it went again. Stupid screen. It's really nice. I get like the orange and the blue, and then it just goes away, and I'm just like the devil. Is like, fucking join ghost. Um, <laughs> did you guys know about ghosts, by the way? That's my ADHD. My medicine's long since worn off. The, the metal band. Do you guys uh, know them? Yeah. Yeah. Ugh, that's good shit. The whole, the whole thing, all of it. I love every bit of it. it makes me so happy. even though like the fact that they sue each other in the band yeah. like that. Which just adds it to it. That's, that's... Yeah. Anyways, before I distracted my damn self, what was I talking about? So, you... <laughs> <laughs> so, so if, if, we are, if we are going forward from this, I guess, uh, we, like, so since, since you've got this new book out and, like, clearly there's, there's yeah. a lot of interest generated in it and whatnot, like, when you guys get the release, I assume there's going to be a lot of, you know, brick-and-mortar stores that are going to be ordering copies, and I assume it'll be online as well? Oh, yeah, it's, it's the first issue's already out. Okay. Um, and you, that's, you know, like I emailed you like, I don't know, months ago to try to get this figured out. And then I got all caught up with work and mental health. Um, I remember. so we didn't get it like very little, uh, like feet on the ground kind of promotion aside, like after San Diego, and, like we just, we had to crush, try to crush that deadline. We did. We met it. Like it was the day, but we got it in. Oh, that's nerve-wracking. Uh, and it shipped on time. We got first week of October. It was dope. Um, Oh, and we also have uh, like a full-page ad for issue two in the King's Spot Halloween issue that's coming out in a couple weeks. Nice. Uh, those are free. You can go trick or treat them. Uh, usually, you can get two two for free, and then like it's like a fifty cents or a buck for okay. all the other ones. And all the major companies have an issue in there. Yeah. Um. So issue in issue two will be out in December, and that's it's in previews right now. So. Okay. Uh, and you can like a keen spot still has copies available to order uh, from the website if you want a physical copy. Uh, it'll be on Comixology, I think, a month after release, maybe two months. I'm not sure. There's a there's a waiting period 
freaking so, spot. So here's like a question, actually. Uh, yeah. When I was when I was reading it, one of the things I noticed since I, I was reading it on my phone is that it does seem to translate pretty well to a digital medium, and a lot of comics don't necessarily. Oh, is that something you had in mind when you were drawing it, or is, is that just kind of a coincidence? I mean, I kind of have that in mind anyway. I work digitally for the most right. part, um, and I read a lot of comics digitally. A lot of them, most of them, on my tablet. Yeah, honestly. me too. Uh, and it's it's like an eight inch or a ten inch screen, somewhere in between. Um, yeah. Not not a giant one, but not a small one. Um, and I hate when I can't understand a page. Like if there's like 35 panels, and they've had to like make the font size down to like six point or something yeah. to get the word bubbles you in. Gotta keep or, or like in. Spread, uh, if I'm reading it on my tablet, like I have to turn it sideways and like remember to unlock the tilt yeah. and whatever, uh, or lock it depending on which comic reading program I'm using. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm using. DC, if I'm using DC Online, I have to unlock it. Yeah. But if I'm using my app for reading comics that I obtain legally, um, I have to unlock or lock it. I have to do the opposite. Yeah. Um, and, and then Marvel's so, got the uh, whole cell flow thing and everything too. Yeah, the is, or the guided view. Yeah, blessing and a yeah. curse depends on the comic book you're reading. <laughs> Man, I don't. I hope no one ever does that to my comic. Yeah. Like, I don't have a problem with it, but I want to be the one who decides. What sells get seen you know, where now. It goes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm I drew this and I drew it in a way where I'm trying to guide your damn eyeballs. Right. You fucking talk to me. Yeah. I control your eyes. <laughs> Not Marvel Comics. You refer to me. Before you make decisions <laughs> right. about the thing that I fucking did, you talk to me first. You know? You know what? <laughs> There's a guy, and man, I stole this joke from somebody, and I don't even remember who, but there's, there's a guy at San Diego. He's like, man, this is crazy. Like, he'd never been there before. He was with his kids. This is this is insane. You guys make a lot of money doing this? And I said, brother, you would not fucking believe how much money I do not make. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of money I don't have would blow your mind. <laughs> Sir, it is what, in the uh, negative dollars. <laughs> I owe yeah. money for doing this. You know, I have on something on some projects. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you well, that's it. part of it. Yeah, you, I mean, um, you, you have an idea, you ability. get it out. Sometimes it's marketed right yeah. or wrong, or people dig it or they don't. And you know, I mean, you, you do everything you even can along the way. But we might sometimes you might break even. Yeah. You know, like a lot of it, uh, Billy had to you know, self-invest a lot in this mm. one. Uh, you know, he, he paid me a page rate for the, for the sample because my kids need food. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I gotta, I gotta live. Well, like Brockton McKinney says, yeah, it's a lot like, easier to write the word helicopter than it is to draw one. Yeah. Well, I mean, depending on who you are. Yeah. <laughs> ADHD. I don't um, know. But I don't yeah, know. that's a different, that's a hard thing to draw a helicopter for sure. Like, Heptical. Even for somebody who draws a lot, like I'm not gonna draw a helicopter, guys. I'm gonna find like a 3D model of a helicopter and then I'm gonna ink over it. Yeah. <laughs> because what the fuck? <laughs> I got deadlines and I don't need to be drawn now. I mean, you know, I'll put my own touches on it and I'll, you know, credit somebody if yeah. you know if it's not an open source model that I'm using. Right. But so like, that's for example, actually... I, uh, there's a project. Yeah, go ahead. 
Oh, I was gonna say that's interesting. I've never heard of people using assets that way before. Like, is that like kind of part of your process where you? Well, like, obviously, people look up pump. things to to draw and stuff, uh, you know. But I've never heard of people oh, actually yeah. taking um, like renderings and, and using those to incorporate them like that. Oh, uh, yeah. And in fact, some guys, and I won't name names. Yeah. Because uh, I've done that before, and I feel bad about it. Yeah. But there are artists who like either buy or build the models. Yeah. And just pop them in there, in there and, and don't even ink them. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, it's not their art in any way. Yeah. Which I think is really weird. And I'm talking about, like, artists whose names sell comics. Right, yeah. I have seen do this. Um, you know, some guys straight up trace their reference material. Mm-hmm. And some guys get all their reference material from shit like Sports Illustrated and Victoria's Secret. And it's real obvious. Yeah. Um, and some people uh, will trace faces, like just mm. to get an appropriate uh, dimension or a likeness. Like those guys who can really nail an, uh, a likeness on a character in a comic, um, if they're doing it inside the comic, they're definitely lightboxing to some degree. Yeah. Or they've made a little model that they can turn in the light. A lot of guys will put that much work into it, but. Um, the the idea is to know when to get away from your reference, mm-hmm. when to lean on your reference, how much of the reference you you use. Like you don't want to just like take someone's photograph, drop it in Photoshop, and ink over it. Right. And you know, some people do that, and I mean, if I'm honest, there's a degree where in the illustration that kind of light boxing is acceptable in some ways. Like if you're doing a family uh, for a soup can and you've got five drawings and you, or five photos and you want to turn them into one illustration, yeah, you know, like it, you're going to get closer to the source material there, but um, yeah, like it's a, a lot like rotoscoping someone. You guys know like rotoscoping, yeah. like, uh, yeah, like the old cartoons. Um, like you got to, know how to do it properly. Archer, the cartoon Archer, for example, yeah. is all it's all light boxed off very specific models because they wanted all that the makes a lot of sense. I've never heard that before, yeah, but I can up. totally yeah. see that. Yeah. We know a couple people um, that have all those, on that. All those drawings are so close to the to to the the references the, the the character models that they used. Yeah, it's I find it it's interesting uh, sometimes to think to like talk to people about, you know, what's tracing. Yeah, you know, because some people straight up say anchors are not doing anything but tracing. Right. I mean, a lot less now after the Kevin Smith movie twenty years ago. But yeah, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean. Like you're yeah. still like, what are you even doing? Right. And well, and that's that's you, an interesting thing too, because you know, inking is by definition just tracing. But at the same time, yeah. like, you're adding so much. Yeah. In, you know, they are the best tracers. You know, they know how to make yeah. lines tell stories in, in a way that yeah, the I'm pencils not, don't. You know, like I'm not sending y'all my pages. And being yeah. like, yo, get your bics out. Yeah. You owe <laughs> get me. your bics out. You know what that's, I mean? the like, that's the title. I'm, I'm so picky that <laughs> I, I, I ink my own shit. Like, I don't even yeah. do tight pencils. Haven't for years. I just, I do real loose, like, basically it's like a thumbnail, but it's full size. Yeah. And then I ink right over that, either on the paper or on the computer, depending yeah. on what, you know, so, what the so paper how is. Much I like to do... S- you said you're heavy digital. Like, at what point do you just like do your blue lines on paper and then do your your pencils on the computer, or like like how much? Where is that line for you? Because I know some people even do like their blue lines on computers. Um, 
for a while, I was doing my uh, my blue lines in Photoshop and then printing it. I had a big one format. Okay. And I would ink by hand. And I was doing that with all my pages. Uh, but then nobody gave a shit. Like, nobody wants to buy, you know, random pages from the issue of Princeless I did or the issue of Apocalypse I did, you know, whatever, these these small press comics, which are great. Yeah. But nobody's ever heard of them. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a limited market of people who want to buy the original pages from this. Right, yeah. For example, the cover art for the Princeless issue I did, I still have. And... Like that was the like in all our reviews and stuff, people were like, "Oh, it's a great cover. It's well, you know, it's this, it's that, yeah. and it's that in my book." I, you know, not a not a, a cheap price, but still lower it. than a lot of guys might sell it for. Yeah, and uh, it's still there. Yep, been, I am going to there. purchase that. <laughs> I, I would I love have, for you to purchase that. Yo, no, dude. <laughs> I, I I have a very very unbelievably fucking like weird relationship with original art from books because of that whole fucking mouse guard story. Yeah. Like I got super dicked on a fucking original page once Ooh. and like, and it has left a sour taste in my mouth and I have not yeah. been able to buy an original page except I bought this motherfucker. Yeah. The original work for the cover of the crossover of Sonic, Sonic and, Mega Man. and Mega Man. I bought him that for his birthday. So, you're good. You're a good pal, man. For for a That's surprisingly a affordable price. Yeah, for surprisingly affordable. Because I think, I, I think, I think part of that is I, I wonder how much the the market for original art for uh, kids comics is, because that seems like it's it's kind of a little bit different yeah. than it would be. But so we're, we're right. Like it's adult fans who have the money. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, if you're an adult fan and you got a kid who really loves the thing, fucking buy them the thing. Um, yeah. I mean, I sold pages. You know, uh, Jeremy bought a page. And like the, like the first Heroes Comics issue came out, uh, I sold two or three other hands. Um, most of them. I still got the cover. Uh, anyway, I uh, one day did like an axe kick to my printer because it stopped working again. And uh, I was actually really impressed with myself that I got like, I mean, I got my leg up there. I didn't fall over. I didn't have to stretch afterwards. I was like, damn, son, you still got a little kung fu in you. Yeah. <laughs> but the printer, the printer, I don't know if you've ever seen somebody get kicked in the head and knocked out, but Not that's what happened to my printer. Well, yeah, but, you know, like on yeah, some, yeah. Uh, UFC you know, some World Star videos, you've seen somebody get kicked <laughs> yeah. in the face. I went UFC and he went World Star. <laughs> like, professionals <laughs> doing it and just some motherfucker in the street getting his shit kicked. Well, there's only like two UFC fights where somebody nails that knockout. It's it's a thing. Like there's it's been done twice, I think. Right? Mirko Krokop did it like 30 times, and then everybody else tried to, and everybody was like, "I've seen Mirko. I've seen this guy fight. I'm gonna let me do this." I've seen a lot of people fail to kick some jump, Dude, kick somebody in the face. I legitimately uh, anyways, the I saw somebody axe kick a guy like in a UFC fight and knock him out with the axe kick, not with a, not with a roundhouse. Not with a heel kick, fucking doop doop, done. Yeah, and I was like, that's never gonna happen again. No, I just want to take Alex's yeah. face and put it the printer on the other guy's. Head. <laughs> totally. Uh, but yeah, I killed it, guys. It was <laughs> yeah. murder. Uh, so let that be a lesson to you, children. Don't kick people in the head when they're down. 
so that, so that took the printing out of the process then. <laughs> yeah, like so not having the printer yeah. put a big dent in that process. Um, so I, I start doing all my pages, interior pages, just all digital. Like I just I do my quick layouts and then I go in and I uh, you know, like just do what would be your type pencils, but I do that in the inking phase. Yeah. And I've been using a, a brush that looks a little bit like colored pencil. I like it, feels good. On my, uh, when I'm drawing, I don't know. It's weird. It's hard to explain because, like, it's not a feeling per se. Yeah. But even like I'm using the same little pencil thing for it all the time. But yeah. uh, the different settings I have, it might be subconscious because I've been doing it for so long. And then with a the cover, sometimes I'll like go get a piece of illustration board or dig out a piece of bristle. Uh, I did the whole thing by hand. Hmm. Um, so I've got an original of that okay. and I can, uh, I'll, I'll show you that guy at some point if you want. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mostly it's, it's just all digital. Like it's, it's better for the environment. It's easier for me to store them. Yeah. And I can still, if, if I think like a page, even like if we had a big double page spread or something, I'd probably ink that by hand at least because, you know, somebody might actually buy that. And as it being an adult comic as well. Yeah. Um, you know, King, King Spot just, you know, they kind of had their little spot that they just kind of sit in, and they've been sitting there for 20 years, you know, doing their thing. Um, nice little company, but it's not Dark Horse. It's not Marvel. Right. So, and, you know, and basically everything's self-published. Their their business model is very similar to Action Lab. Okay. Uh, if you guys are familiar with that. Yeah. Um, Get, just getting getting you out in front of people oh. and trying to, trying to make a market for the books. and. Yeah, it's, it's basically, it's like... Half, it's more half self-publishing than than publishing yeah. in a lot of ways, but it's you know it's a pretty decent deal. Yeah, you know it's uh, uh, uh I got no reg- no regrets. <laughs> no regrets. Uh, I think we're hitting up against the time. Um, where I, I got one more question. Oh, okay, go for it. Uh, to actually kind of touch Do on it. that last thing. Um, so before we wrap it up. Uh, so since you you have this book coming out, there's a, there's a good chance that you know people are going to see it. It's going to be one of those things that can definitely push your name out there and everything. Uh, is there something I, that I you'd like so. to work on? Yeah. Like, is there a title that you'd love to be asked to work on? Like a like a Marvel or DC or something? Anything like a mainstream yeah, like, book? You mean doesn't have yeah, to what, be Marvel what's or DC? A, a mainstream comic yeah. you want to work on, or or, or, or an idea you think might be a mainstream comic? Yeah. Um. Well, all my friends who work at marvel especially the writers know that if they ever pitch um star jammers that i will beat the shit out of them if they don't call me (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but i mean that probably won't happen star jammers getting another comic and then me drawing it of all things like alan davis is alive so get him to do it uh i don't know i mean everybody wants to draw batman uh i i love Nightcrawler uh, and Spider-Man both, but I don't... I mean, listen, if Marvel wants me to come draw some Spider-Man, I'll figure it out, but I'm not great at drawing New York City. Yeah. Like, I miss a lot of lines, so and then, I got a lot of ADHD. So then just do Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, like, you want to do a, a story about Spider-Man, like, in a haunted forest. Uh, or Dracula's castle. Yeah. You know, that's what I want. That's what I want. I want Spider-Man versus Dracula. 
And I don't want this like new bullshit, like white haired, cool goth Dracula. I want mustache having Vincent Price hair, the fucking cape and a bow tie Dracula versus Spider-Man. That's what I want. <laughs> I like how, I like how old Dracula kills new Dracula in the first five pages and then Spider-Man pops in. It's kind of like when they rebooted yeah. Lobo. Like in the new Lobo killed the old Lobo and he was like, you imposter! But backwards. But backwards. Good, good, good stuff. Uh, yeah, so I, we're know, getting... I, I, I would love to, love to do a Hellboy. Like, yeah. like, that's probably my real number one. I would fucking... I'd murder a Hellboy. You've never seen such a good Hellboy. Yeah, <laughs> I will say your style would definitely lend itself very well to that. I, yeah. I appreciate that. It's uh, it's not an accident. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I like the Magnolia. Yeah. I like the uh, the James Herons. Uh, so of, where of where can world. people uh, check out the new book and keep up with what you're doing for future stuff? Oh yeah. Uh, so the book is the D Ward. Uh, and it's available from Keen Spot Comics. Uh, it's in preview, so if uh, you have a local comic book store or even a, uh, I don't know, who has comics floppies anymore? I feel like Barnes & Noble did, but I don't know if they do anymore. Yeah, I'm not Anyways, sure. I don't know. Uh, comic book stores. <laughs> yeah, it's, things change so fast on that. Now, and the marketing side of comics is a maze in a swamp. Yeah. <laughs> inside some sort of negative zone. It's bizarre. I was trying to explain this to somebody the other day who doesn't read comics, and I just didn't know where to start about yeah. how to explain how comics it's like, ship it's like, and when they ship and why they ship that way. It's like marketing music, uh, but with like a fraction of the demographic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's worse than that. Um, but yeah, anyway, so on keenspot.com, you can get a copy. Uh, it's available like if you go to, I don't know, like a discount comic book services or something like that, whatever your online comic ordering site of choice is, none of them are paying me today. Uh, <laughs> you can get you can get copies, and we'll be on Comixology eventually. Uh, buy the trade if you don't buy the floppies. It'll be up. We're going to do four issues at least, and it's a full story with potential for it to continue if uh, people want to. Um, and then... Uh, Open-ended. I got another one that uh, I'm working on with a uh, a smaller time Marvel writer, but an awesome person that we've been working on in our spare time for a really long time. Okay. And uh, it's got uh, Frankenstein's and World's Fairs and murders in it. Uh, nice. It's going to be really dope. Uh, but that'll probably be the next thing. And sketchymcdrophands.com is still up. You can still kind of find me there, but uh, really the only thing I keep up with anymore, I'm not on full sh- uh, social media. Social, because I was trying to say Facebook and social media at the same time. <laughs> a weird word. Uh, yeah, but I don't. I have a Facebook and a Twitter, but I do not look at them. Yeah. Like it's just reposts from my Instagram. So if you sent me a friend invite on either of those and I did not respond, it's not because I hate you. It's because I hate Facebook. It's because you need to get on the gram. Yeah, but I'm very busy on Instagram. That's uh, that's where all the new updates are going to be, and I can just like. You know, spit out a sentence and attach something pretty and, you know, get the hits. Yeah. That's what I like. The likes. Yeah, man. Cool. So uh, that uh, that about wraps it. Are we going to make hits? 
Oh, we can do picks. I forgot we even have a pick segment. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we should have done like ten minutes ago. <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll do. We'll do. It's been picks. too long. Yeah, no, we'll uh, we'll do we'll do picks real quick. Well, you got a pick? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, so I have recently been uh, rewatching a show uh, called Superstore, uh, and I have been enjoying the absolute shit out of it. Uh, it is wonderful and hilarious, and I'm I'm into seasons I haven't seen yet. So I'm I'm just kind of looking forward to where it goes, uh, and that, that's it. Just Superstore is real good. Um, oh, you would. I I do I do love it. Like, <laughs> do I need to vamp? See me scrambling for my Netflix oh, on my sorry. phone. Uh, I mean, uh, so like the whole premise of the show, right, is that like it's kind of like Walmart, and these people work there. Yeah. And there's 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 community. Yeah. All right. No, no shut place. up. I gotta pick. I gotta pick. Uh, <laughs> fuck! All right, I've been watching uh, season. <laughs> I just goblin for a second. Anyway, season ahead. season two of Abstract is up. Do you know about Abstract? I do know about Abstract. Uh, I have not watched much the of the Netflix series about design, different types of design. Uh, the first season profiled uh, different types of designers. So they had one that was a letterer, an architect. Uh, Things like that. And the car the designer guy. Second yeah. season is very much the same. Uh, so far, the episodes I've watched, I watched one. Uh, it was a, um, a toy uh, designer, and she went on to design uh, playgrounds. And kind of her core design uh, philosophy was that she wanted to uh, create tools for children to be able to z- design their own play. So it, it emulates uh, closely like lumber with like pre-drilled holes and screws and stuff like that with like hooks. And so giving them all of the tools that they need to design their own, you know, like, little, yeah. yeah, right. Uh, one of the other ones I watched, uh, was the, uh, the product designer from Instagram and they're, uh, following him through, uh, the last redesign of Instagram. It starts with the, the redesign of the, the logo and it moves into the last redesign of Instagram and finishes with them working on the current redesign that they're in the middle of right now. And that was interesting, especially since I'm working on some digital product design stuff of my own. Um, and then the other one I watched, which got probably inspired me the most was the, uh, typography episode, because man, if you've ever dug through trying to find a font and you're like, this is insanely difficult and I don't know why, because they're just letters. This is stupid. I should know what I want. How come these two fonts look identical, but this one's dumb and the other one's not, they go in depth of explaining like why certain weighting and letter matters and how uh, symmetry and typography is largely a lie because you see typography, different characters set differently, and they go into explaining some of the pseudo-psychology of why that is and how they take that into effect into design and stuff. So for the for the real design nerd, that, that's definitely the episode I recommend. But yeah, Abstract Season 2 is definitely my pick. Yes, watch that. <laughs> I, uh, I very much enjoyed the Helvetica documentary. That's the kind of Yeah, that's good too, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You, you got you something for us. Man, I don't I don't know everything I been I think you know what it's Halloween. I think everyone should uh, watch Bride of Frankenstein. Especially yeah. if you've never seen it before. Kill oh, yeah. Solid so pick. she's only she's only the bride for a couple minutes on screen, but she's Mary Shelley through the rest of the movie and she's great. She's awesome. Uh yeah. That wraps it up. That wraps it up. Thank you again for coming on. As always, wonderful guest. Uh, we will have you on sooner than three years. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would love Jesus. it. Yeah. I was also promised a road trip 
fucking flies. Yeah, no, that'll happen. We're actually, we yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll more. talk about that later. Yeah, we're probably coming right after that Chris way. wraps this up, and I Watch go pee long. because I've been pee dancing. For this has been Neighbor Actors Podcast. Thank you for listening, everybody at home. If you enjoyed what your ear holes have been listening, you can find more of this anywhere that delicious podcasts are served. Yum yum. And if you want more than what's available uh, wherever you're listening to this, we also stream video games and some creative shit sometimes, and definitely on Sunday nights at twitch.tv slash American Feral. Uh, I'm Chris Nielsen. I'm Alexander Fuller. Uh, go out and touch some butts. Touch them. Mark it! Cool. I'm going to go pee. <laughs> Holy shit, I have to pee. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> At least I didn't piss the bottle. <laughs> I could have pressure washed the house with that piss. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs>